Welcome to More The Movies. I'm Ivana. And I'm Jay. Today we consider the films we'll never revisit. And we play an epic BuzzFeed quiz and check out some trailers. It's time for a Top 3 Turf War. This week we are talking about the best movies that we've ever seen or or the movies that we've like we think these are incredible films but you know what we have no desire or no inkling to go back and watch them a second time all right jay i am ready to go with this one are you ready i am i've got my three and i think at least one will surprise you so why don't you kick us off with your number three Best movie you've seen that you will likely never watch again. 127 hours. Whoa. Whoa. That is a great movie. Great movie. And it's so different. It's a a Danny Boyle film unlike his other Danny Boyle films. Is it for that scene? It's the whole thing. Like The whole thing. It yeah, like I saw it in theaters, which is the right way to see this movie. It's beautiful, beautiful. Um, I saw it in theaters. I didn't know what to expect. It, I mean, I knew he was gonna, you know, take off his arm, self amputate. But like, I didn't know how he would get there, and uh, it was amazing. But like, it's like knowing how it ends. I don't know that I can watch him stumble through that journey again. It's too painful. And he, and he really goes through like a self-discovery journey before he gets to the point where he's like, I'm, I'm going to live. Yeah. Yeah. Like he, it takes him like, it's quite a, like those 127 hours, he learns that he's a survivor and he's going to do anything that it takes. Uh, and, and, and it's beautiful, but it's also, like, hard to watch. This is a really tricky uh, tricky category or a, or a tricky top three turf war because we admire the film so much. And for me, you talking about it makes me want to watch it, but you're not going to watch it again. And this is the interesting thing about this one. Okay, what about you? What's your number three? All right, so I went through, like, my, as you know, I have the letterboxed account that I've... I've given like top scores to so many things. And this is a four and a half score film for me that I'm like, I am not going to watch this again. And that is marriage story. Oh, I would watch that again. I know you would, but you know me, like it is hard for me to watch people in pain and going through pain and, uh, and, and the human condition in that way. I don't go back to those kind of movies very often. And Marriage Story is incredible. It is as honest and truthful of a relationship that I, and a breakdown of a relationship that I've ever seen on film. And it gutted me. And I, I, it was like my number three movie of last year, in fact. But I cannot see me sitting down and going, you know what? marriage story that's what i'm watching tonight uh and that is why it is number three on this list all right i mean that's fair i i get it i've heard a lot of people say they couldn't watch it again it's so weird that i find it very rewatchable all right 
Um, I think you're going to agree with number two, although I don't know that it's on your list. Room. That's a good one. I, I, that, man, I would not watch Room again. That's the thing. Yeah, you're right. I never want to see that movie ever again. It's not even that horrible things happen to them in the room. It's after. It's just the aftermath. Like, I, oh my God, you're, you're so happy they got away, but then you're like, oh, this isn't better. This feels the same. Yeah, because how do you get over something like that? And and your kid wants to go back. When are we going back to the room? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, gut-wrenching movie and, and incredible performances in that film. And filmed in Canada. I think a lot of the production was Canada. Oh, yeah, totally. But I de- I'm not in any hurry to get back to watch it. And that, you know what? That's a really good one. Just because of the subject matter, you wouldn't go That's back. That's it. That's it with that one. What's your number two? Oh, this is like the weirdest one on any list, guaranteed. In Pandemic, I watched The Graduate, which oh. at the end of the film, I said, what a great film. How unlikable is Dustin Hoffman in this role? <laughs> because I found Dustin Hoffman utterly, ridiculously unlikable. And of course, that's the point. At the end, they he he crashes the wedding, takes the bride. They get on the bus. They're all giddy, and then you have that moment at the end of the graduate where they have both made the biggest mistake of their life, and they just realize it at that moment. And I laughed so loud at the end of the film that Becky was like, "Why are you laughing? This is not a. You're not supposed to laugh." And I'm like. Because it's so awkward. <laughs> like their life is ruined. And I feel like all I can do is laugh at this point. Um, so I don't think I want to see Dustin Hoffman and the train wreck of going out with the mother of the woman that he loves. And all of the things that happen in that ever again. But I will say without a doubt, this is a amazing film. That's a, a very good choice. Okay. My last one. Number one. You're going to be shocked. I'm going to be shocked. Parasite. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I mean, Parasite's pretty high on my like best of. Yeah, it's, it's one and, of the best films I've ever seen in my life. And anytime I see a clip of it, I'm like, I should watch that movie again. But... What? Okay, so why? I don't know. I get this weird feeling in my stomach, <laughs> and it makes me not what? want to watch it. Like that. Like, okay, no. Let's explore this just for a second. The f- you have a feeling when you think about it. It's the old the man, the man that's like stuck in the basement, the husband right. to the maid. Yes, he like haunts me, and I, I, I'm like. I can't think about watching the movie again because like, it's like, you know how the kid draws the picture of the eyes. That's like what I see in my head now. (laughs) And like he, do you remember that moment in the film where the kid thinks he sees ghosts, but really it's just the maid and her husband in the basement. It's like, it's somehow it's permeated my soul. And that's how I feel when I think about the movie parasite. And, and yet when I saw it in theaters, I thought, Oh my God, thank God I watched this in theaters. And I also thought uh, this is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen and maybe one of the most 
interesting and complicated films I've ever seen. Yeah. But but like it, I I went on an emotional journey, and unfortunately, it was like so emotional that I was not over it yet. Like I feel too wow. invested. I can't go back yet. I do not feel that way about this film. I think I'm going to revisit this film like every year. I don't think Becky's seen this yet. I'm really excited to to show oh, her be good. this film. Because like I think that'll the be first awesome. time someone sees this movie, it will be fun. It is fun. And like the fun part about Parasite is okay, the family are the parasites. Yeah. But are they? Or are they? like ah because you like them so much that you're like they are clearly leeching off of these people. And they have grabbed hold on their lifestyle so they can have a better life for themselves. But they're also in a system that makes them have to do this. Yeah, exactly. The the thing is, is that you're not necessarily bad because you're, you're a parasite. Because the system makes you have to be one to survive. And we all do what we have to do to survive. And they're not... They try not to be too harmful. Obviously, they are with the maid and her husband, but they themselves are parasites. So, you know, who's to say which parasite is the right parasite and the wrong parasite? And I mean, they they pay they pay a pretty dear price. That's a part of it too. That that's what it's the ending too. I just you don't feel the things like you don't feel that feeling in your stomach. Oh no, I feel the things. I, I but I'm I'm willing to go back and feel those things again. Um, I think it's the it's the scene where the brother and the sister are about to go in, and she stops him to go over the lie they're about to tell, and it's so charming that you're like, okay, this is great. I hope they are able to like swindle these people, but. They're also lovely to these people, except for the father who can't he really has his get own past issues. his pride as a yeah. couple points. I mean, look, like, um, the, especially the brother and sister, I don't even feel like they're parasites. I feel like they're providing services. Like, Yeah, they have jobs and they're giving them jobs. And, uh, you know, like, it, ah, God, it's such a good movie. Uh, okay, well, that's an amazing one at number one. I did not expect it. You're absolutely right. I did not expect that. Uh, my number one is uh, one of the best films I've ever seen. I think this is a five-star film. And it is Paris, Texas. I've never seen it. So Paris, Texas is a film about a family who are housing their brother who f- seems to be mentally unwell. Um, and he kind of goes on a road trip with the son of that family. And you discover why he is the way he is. And it is so sad. Um, This is a slow burn film. And normally I can't revisit slow burns very often. Uh, It's the reason I don't enjoy slow burn TV. And I argue about TV not being like, come on, do something, do something (laughs) more and more often. But Paris, Texas is beautiful and it's, it, it draws you in when I, when I put it on, it, cause it's almost a three hour movie. I, I, it might be even longer. And I just sat there like relentlessly glued for three and a half hours, just 
show me what's going to happen. Wow. What is going on? And when you get the reveal, I was like, I was very emotional. Uh, I cried. My heart was ripped out. And I don't, I don't want to, I don't think I ever want to do it again, but I was so glad. Like I was just so glad that I experienced that film because it was a film. I never thought I would. Um, I hadn't heard of it. It was a movie club uh, pick one, one month. And I am just like, and it was divisive. That was the other thing. Like some people could not deal with that slow burn. And it was like, I'm giving this one star where the the everybody else was like it is a five star film. Wow! So, it so was it's a like very one or the other. Pick. One or the other, and for me, it's incredible. Uh, but no, I I I won't go back and watch it. And it's so funny because like there's other films, like that I watch, and I, I and I went through my list of like okay, these are all my top five. Like I've given five stars, and I look at them, I'm like. Now I could totally see myself watching that again, but then I got to Paris, Texas, and I'm like, I don't, I'm not, I know, I I'm good. Well, good, man. Okay, Jay, I have no idea how we're gonna make a top three here because we have such wild. Well, well here's the thing, I like the idea of what is your second again? Room. Okay. We both agree it's a fantastic film, and we both agree that we'll never watch it again. <laughs> so I think that is a good, like, barometer. Of, oh, that yeah, okay, I like that. The only problem is, of like, you know what? I haven't yeah. seen a lot of yours. So okay, can we say then that Room should be number one? Let's put Room at number one. Then I've got so you you haven't seen Paris, Texas, and you have or have not seen The Graduate. I have, but like not enough that I remember it clearly. Okay. Marriage story is off the table because you find it very rewatchable. Uh, and it's my number three spot. Your, I think then Parasite the should be one. off the table because you find that very rewatchable. I'm going to, yeah, I find it very yeah, so rewatchable. So then let's take that right off. So that leaves me with 127 hours. And look, Paris, Texas, just because of your description and how divisive it is, let's put that in. Well, we could put that at three and we could put 127 hours because while I will go back, you're right. I have forgotten the emotional journey they go it's on. It's a big one. And because it's all flashbacks to his yeah. life. It would be a harder sell for me. Then I'm sure the graduate is for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm so like, oh man, it, <laughs> I really need to watch that again. So like 127 hours in the, in the number two spot and, uh, the number three, we stick Paris, Paris Texas. Texas. I like this. That's I, I a that good works. list. Let's count it down. Number three, Paris, Texas. Number two. 127 hours. And the number one best movie that we'll never watch again, Room. Yes. You know what I didn't do uh, that I should do is a little bit of an honorable mention. Oh, yeah. There are I have a, a couple. lot of films. I will start with Requiem for a Damn Dream. What? No. No, it's so rewatchable. 
just to get under your skin a little. Okay, my first one is uh, actually a documentary, Dear Zachary, um, <gasps> a letter to a son yes. from his father. That was such a beautiful film. Like at the end of it, everyone who was watching it with me, we were like openly weeping. We all wrote letters to our government that night. Like you're right. That is that's too hard I'm to go back to. I'm never watching that again. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I would I would throw into the ring, and this is this is gonna be a little bit of a strange one, but my favorite movie that year was L. Do you remember watching L? Yes, I love that movie. That was number two for me that year. And we both watched it after finishing the recording, like immediately after. But but it's also such a strangely horrific idea of a film that I don't think I could ever see it again. You're totally right. I've thought about rewatching it. And every time I'm like, oh, I don't think I'm ready. (laughs) No, no, it's it's too much like. Is too much. Yeah. So, okay. Do you want to know uh, one that's like a movie that's so bad I would never watch it again? Oh, yeah. That sounds a lot of fun. Um, Human Centipede. That's like the one, (gasps) the worst movie that I will never watch again. You could not pay me to watch that movie. I I am shocked that you watched it at all. Like, I had, like, I actually had my hands like over my face because it's not that it's look at the the thing about the movie that's genius is that it's not that it's physically doing that much you know what I mean like there's not big effects it's not too gross like there's not that much blood and guts and all that kind of stuff right it's the idea and like the simple drawing of like the digestive tract of like you know, the poo just coming through the people. Oh, it's just the idea uh, of it. It's like you visualize it and you're like, that's the most disgusting thing I could ever imagine. And, uh, and it's impo- It's a horrible film. It's a horrible film. I would never watch it again. I will tell you a film that was nominated for best picture that I hate so much that I will never watch again. Oh, what is it? I gave it one star. The original musical Dr. Doolittle. I've never seen this movie. It is one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life, yet nominated for Best Picture. And it was like a year that like In the Heat of the Night was nominated. It was up against so many other incredible films. And I'm like, why is this garbage even entertained at all? Jay, so you and I both fanned out hard on Ready Player One. And that is true. And then you and I both disliked the movie, although I disliked it more than you. Yeah. I mean, I thought it was so different from the book that I was I was willing to give it like it's fine. It's fine because there were absolutely parts that I loved with all the, you know, film bait nostalgia that is put like it's one of the best PG-13 F-bombs where they scream, it's fucking Chucky. Like it was awesome, that part. But yeah, I know that the movie rubbed you the wrong way. And now the book is going to drop Ready Player Two. I'm pretty excited for the book. I am. Are you? And I'm not. I am because I really, I like the logical part of my brain is like, 
you know that the book is the book. And the, the fact that I hate the movie doesn't change the book at all. And so I should be totally into it. Um, but then, I don't know, the movie also just let me down a lot. <laughs> Do you, are you nervous that like, you're going to pull in the images from the film into the book. Maybe. I hope not. I think I've I've purged it from my memory. <laughs> so you're not going to see like that beautiful girl as Artemis. Ugh. That was like one of the things that got me so angry. Like it, both the guy and the girl. It like such of an important part of the book is like how you feel in your body when you're not yes. the best version of yourself. And then to see people who are the best versions of themselves, like fill that role. I just found it like a gut punch, really. Like I couldn't buy the rest of the movie. It didn't matter what they did after that. Well, I have been reading a lot uh, since I got my new e-reader. And I think what I'm going to do is not really read Ready Player One again, uh, but I'm going to skim it. Like I'm going to go through the chapters and just kind of give myself a quick refresh. Obviously, the parts that are really neat, I'll probably read again. But, you know, I don't have to catch up with him and the the jerk from high school all over again. I'll just skip through that. And then I will start Ready Player Two. But the question is, will you go audiobook with Will Wheaton or are you going to read it? Because you and I both did the audiobook the first time around. And we loved listening to Will Wheat. Yeah, I'm doing that again for sure. I mean, I don't do that with a lot of fiction. So this is one. Yes. I'd also recommend to anybody, if you're looking for a book, uh, the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. After it was over, I called my mom, thanked her for all she did. Aw. These are some quarantine games. All right, we're going to try a new BuzzFeed. This is going to be a little bit different because we are not going to be allowed to explain our answers unless the other person sort of nudges and is like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You need to explain that. Uh, And the quiz that we're doing is called You Can Only Pick One Movie Per Year from the Last 20 Years. And sorry... But it's really hard. Pfft, hard. We are experts at this by now. Exactly. I do not think this is going to be hard. So we're going to start with 2020. I will read off the selections on this BuzzFeed. Um, they're, they're not great. So here we go. Bad Boys for Life. Sonic the Hedgehog. To All the Boys. P.S. I Still Love You. Lovebirds. And... Onward and Black is King. Ivana. Lovebirds. Jay. I'm going with Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, okay, hold on. I need to know. What? Sonic? Yeah, I'm going with Sonic because I got... I I didn't love Onward. I hated To All the Boys. Oh, I hated To All the Boys. Uh, Bad Boys is blah. Haven't seen Lovebirds. Haven't seen Black is King. So what was Sonic? On this one. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. 2019. Joker. Parasite. Knives Out. Us. Frozen. Avengers Endgame. Jay? 
This one's hard. Us. Us. 2018. We got Black Panther, A Quiet Place, A Star is Born, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, Avengers Infinity War, and Incredibles 2. Over to you, Ivana. Make your move. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Do do, do you want to nerd out a little bit about this movie? Oh, yeah. We can totally nerd out about this movie. (laughs) Uh, Spider-Man... Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my number. It's the uh, best Spider-Man you know movie of all time. Um, I don't know if you know this about me, but I just redid my top 100. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is my number three movie of all time. What? It's such a good movie. Of all time. It's such a good movie. Like My favorite. It took me a full year, like, late to see it. And, oh, I really... Like I was all, I was all like superheroed out, but it was because they weren't giving me movies like this. This was a good yes. movie, and and oh man, it's so good. It it reminds me why I love superheroes so much. And it's uh, it's an origin story, but it refreshes you on all the other players involved. It gives you a brand new character that you can just fall in love with immediately. The soundtrack is my favorite. I know Black Panther soundtrack came out that year. I think Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is a better soundtrack, even better than A Star is Born, which also came out that year. And the animation to me, dropping the animation rate from like 24 frames, or or I think they, they bumped it up in certain places to like 26 frames, and then they dropped it to 22. It was the most unique thing I think I'd ever seen from an animated movie before. Uh, which of the... Okay, obviously the newest Spider-Man is like... the Like Miles is the cutest thing on the planet. But like, who's your other favorite <laughs> Spider-Man? Uh, I'm a Toby lover. Like I'm, I'm into Toby Maguire out of all the, the, the Peters. But only because they gave me stories that I really, really liked from that Spider-Man. I didn't like Garfield's stories and I... I'm I'm losing it on Holland fast. Oh no, I mean the Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse. Oh, for the love of Pete. Um uh I mean obviously Chubby Peter Parker. Chubby, yeah, okay, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He's definitely <laughs> my second favorite. <laughs> All right, I think we gotta move on into 2017. And uh, I will go. It is Lady Bird. Coco, Get Out, Wonder Woman, Call Me By Your Name, or Thor Ragnarok? Get Out. Get Out. All right, 2016. Deadpool, Moonlight, Zootopia, La La Land, Captain America Civil War, Moana. Moana. Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah, I I knew you were going to pick Deadpool. I don't need to explain. I know why. (laughs) 2015, we got Mad Max Fury Road. Oh, we got dope, Ivana. Uh, Straight out of Compton, Jurassic World, Spy, and Inside Out. I wonder what you'll pick. Mad Max. 
Really? I thought Dope was like your number one of that year. I think it was like two or three. And I think Mad Max might have been a more, or maybe right now I just more am in the mood for Mad Max. Yeah, I'm going Mad Max as well. I mean, it's it's amazing, but I am I'm a little bit shocked. Well, dope is also amazing, dope. but also so is is Mad Max. Mad Max is awesome too. We saw that in theaters. You, me, and Blake. Mm-hmm. 2014, Guardians of the Galaxy, Interstellar, Captain America, The Winter Soldier, The Lego Movie, Selma, and Whiplash. Going with Whiplash. I really need to see that movie. <laughs> Going with Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, I love when you get your superhero on. <laughs> 2013, we got Frozen, 12 Years a Slave, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Wolverine and Monsters University that somehow snuck in here, and Dallas Buyers Club. Wolf of Wall Street. I, I'm going to pick 12 Years a Slave. I haven't seen that one. That was my favorite that year, if I recall. 2012. Marvel's The Avengers. Skyfall. Django Unchained. Oh, uh, Brave. <laughs> 21 <laughs> Jump Street. Wreck-It Ralph. Avengers for me. Uh, Django for me. It was going to be Avengers. I was going to be so proud. All right. Well, you got another chance here. We got 2011 and Captain America, the first Avenger, the help, the girl with the dragon tattoo, not the Swedish version. This is the American version. Fast five bridesmaids and crazy, stupid love. Oh, Bridesmaids. Crazy, stupid love. <sighs> did that break it your did heart a little? It did. I really wanted to pick it. What? What was? I, I want to know what the what the what what it would have been between. Uh, it was crazy, stupid love and bridesmaids, and like crazy, stupid love is such a good movie. But then I've seen bridesmaids more, so. I knew you'd go for one of the comedies because, like, given the choice, but then, if there's a comedy that is quality, like a really good comedy on the table, you always I pick always it. pick it. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I gotta, I respect. I, I, respect I just want to say um, that um, Captain America was third, like the number three pick. Yeah, I think I would have thrown that in that spot too. All right, 2010, Easy A, Inception. The Social Network, Tangled, Despicable Me, Toy Story. Oh, my God. Oh, it is hard. Oh, Tangled. I'm going to go Tangled. Oh. I'm also going to go Tangled. <laughs> I'm sorry, Social Network. And that was also I'm my sorry. second choice. <laughs> Oh, that was hard. They're both on my top 100. Uh, okay, 2009. Avatar. Oh, man. Up. Zombieland. Sherlock Holmes. The Hangover and The Princess and the Frog. Fuck. Zombieland. 
Zombieland. That for me was not as hard. I know you were leaving up on the table. Yeah. For me, really easy. It was Zombieland always going to be That Zombieland. movie shocked me. I was not expecting something so good. All right. It was so good. 2008. Oh, this is another big one. Okay. <laughs> and some funny ones. Uh, Mamma Mia. The Dark Knight. Iron Man. Kung Fu Panda. Twilight. Slumdog Millionaire. Mamma Mia. No. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, hold on. I need to make a selection. <laughs> um Iron Man? Iron Man. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need to know why. How? How? I don't know why. I guilty pleasure the shit out of Mamma Mia. It's like Mia. one of the stupidest so, movies on the planet. Oh, it's so dumb, but it's so pretty to look at. <laughs> and the songs are so much fun. I put this movie on way, way too much. Now, with that said, I have been on the record by saying The Dark Knight, while Heath Ledger's Joker is incredible, I don't think the movie is like... I think that third act falls apart for me. Same Z's. Um, as far as Iron Man, I I love Iron Man so much. <laughs> I felt really bad, but I just like out of all of these, like Mamma Mia brings such joy. If there was any film of this one that like I, the way I'm imagining is all the other ones no longer exist. So if I don't know the other ones exist. At least I get the joy of Mamma Mia that it brings this stupid guilt to my heart. <laughs> For me, it was Iron Man or Slumdog because, as you know, like, again, Joker performance, fantastic. Dark Knight, less into it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm a Batman Begins fan through and through. Like, I think that film is a complete, beautiful film about fear and what fear does to people and how it affects a life um, where the dark Knight really is just like kind of a mob movie with Batman, not at its center. It's Joker at its center. Yeah, totally. All right. 2017. I am legend. Super bad. Ratatouille. No country for old men. Hairspray. Or Transformers. Super bad. I'm, I think super bad as well. Ratatouille would have been up there. Oh, I'm not allowed to talk. Sorry, sorry. Breaking the rules. Okay, 2006. You're breaking the rules. <laughs> uh, the Devil Wears Prada. She's the Man. Casino Royale. Borat. Last Holiday. Happy Feet. I really like She's the Man. But I'm going to go with Borat. Me too. Yep, we did that. We went Borat over Casino Royale, if everybody <laughs> is listening. And hope you are. 2005, Batman Begins, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, Madagascar, 
Pride and Prejudice, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or Hitch? <laughs> Hitch. Batman Begins, but it was between Batman Begins and Hitch. I, like you, revisit this movie slightly less frequently than ten. How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, which is funny because both of them, like, you're, this is your favorite rom-com, How to Lose a Guy is Blake's. Uh, unbelievable. that like Well, I put How to Lose a Guy up now a, a little bit over. I think you'll find when you do go to my top 100 that How to Lose a Guy is there, but not Hitch. Oh, okay. However, I still love Hitch. It's amazing. 2004, Mean Girls, Hellboy, 13 Going on 30, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, The Incredibles, National Treasure. National Treasure. What? Uh, okay, put a pin in it. Uh, I'm going with Mean Girls. Obviously. Okay, explain to me National Treasure. <laughs> like, what? Okay. Um, so, like, I love the Indiana Jones trilogy, and there are not a lot of other things when Indiana Jones is not around to fill the gap of that, like, real treasure hunting, trying to solve puzzles, figure out how to, you know, find the treasure, get away from the bad guys, adventure film. And then National Treasure comes along and literally does all those things in a modern setting instead of like the 1930s. And I just kind of was taken in by National Treasure. Now, do I feel terrible about Mean Girls and The Incredibles? I sure do. I sure do. Um, But I would say that on like a rainy day, when I'm looking for an adventure, I go to National Treasure more. You know what? You make me want to see the National Treasure movie. Whoa, whoa. You, you're questioning you haven't even seen it? <laughs> yeah. It's just it's not like, you know, on a lot of lists. <laughs> but I totally understand having Tina Fey at the, the Mean Girls. Like, it's an amazing film. Yeah, Mean Girls and Clueless, you know, and, and there's not very many films that can be right at the top. Um, and if you're watching The Masked Singer, I... I genuinely think the mushroom is somebody from Mean Girls. I don't know who it is, but oh, I would believe that. Like the the lacy like, girl. I think it's the guy. Oh, you? Th- no, I think it's the guy, like the love interest. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. I could see that. He's not that famous. So, 2003, we got School of Rock, Finding Nemo, Kill Bill, Love Actually, Ugh. Freaky Friday. And Pirates of the Caribbean. The Curse of the Black Pearl. Not. Oh, thank you for clarifying. Yeah, not Pirates not of the, the Caribbean, original. The Curse of the Black Pearl. No, that is the original. That's the first oh, that's one. that's the first one. All the other ones. Yeah, this was the first one. Oh, I thought. the. This f- is when you get that awesome Jack Sparrow walking off the mast onto the deck. That's how you're introduced to Jack Sparrow. That's that one. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. For a hun- Me too. A hundred percent. You're sure this is the first one? I am a hundred percent That sure one. Because I don't watch any other ones. Is a masterpiece and all the others are garbage. Yes. Yes. Sorry, Pirates fans. You know what? I would say the Pirates of the Caribbean trilogy is even worse than the Bill and Ted's trilogy. Good 
because the Bill and Ted's trilogy is great. (laughs) (laughs) 2002, Spider-Man, Ice Age, The Bourne Identity, The Ring, Lilo and Stitch, and My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Lilo and Stitch. I think I'm going Spider-Man on this one. I think it meant more to me. 2001, Shrek, Ocean's Eleven, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, Training Day, Monsters, Inc., Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde. Ocean's Eleven. 2000, Scary Movie, Bring It On, Remember the Titans, Gladiator, Love and Basketball, Castaway, The Emperor's New Groove, and Miss Congeniality. Oh, man. Remember the Titans. The Emperor's New Groove. Ooh, which was the highest voted out of all of them. Over the best picture winner, Gladiator. You know what? I hate Gladiator. I just, I'm going to say it. I think it's a (gasps) shitty film. Wow. Oh, you know what we should have done is uh, actually said what was voted the most. Nah. Hey, shut up. It's trailer trash. We've been watching a lot of things and we decided last week to take a little break And so there wasn't any homework for us. There wasn't any homework for you, our listeners. Uh, So instead, we're going to do a trailer trash this week. Uh, For anyone who's interested, if you want to take a minute and pause, you can check out the uh, links to the YouTube videos below in our show notes. And you can watch the trailers. Uh, And we're going to talk about some fun trailers. And I kind of went with a theme. And that theme was trailers that make me smile. Oh, that is a good theme. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited for some of these things that we have watched. So why don't we start with the television show, which is a a reimagining or a reboot of Say by the Bell with all the adults back from the original series at Bayside again, but uh Bayside seems a little different this time around. Uh Bayside is a privileged school where a lot of rich kids go, and it looks like Zach Morris, the governor, uh, does something to sort of shut down a number of schools, meaning that now, I mean, I think essentially the concept is like similar to busing, um, which we've all heard a lot about with the elections this past year, but the idea is school uh, kids from like a lower class school get to go to Bayside now. And they are a little culture shocked by how bizarre the kids at Bayside who are already there are acting. I love our lead. She's so cool. I uh, obviously am very nostalgic for Save by the Bell. I just recently watched every single episode of Save by the Bell from Good Morning, Miss Bliss, all the way to the uh, the Vegas wedding uh, and... It was delightful. And uh, can I ask you I can't a question? Have this. you ever seen um, the uh, Funny or Die like web series, Zach Morris's Trash? Not only have I seen it, I listened to the podcast called 
Zack to the Future, which stars the guy who does Zack Morris's trash and Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zack Morris. And the whole premise of the podcast, which is a this is a total big plug for that show, is that Mark Paul Gossler can't remember anything that happened at that point of his life. He never watched the show because he's self-conscious of watching himself in his acting projects. So they're going through it and he's like watching Saved by the Bell for the very first time and explaining like, oh my God, I was so self-conscious about how I did that. Talking about his methods, his acting, a little bit of what oh was going God, on backstage. That sounds like when the most amazing podcast on the planet. And every once in a while, a guest star pops in. The very first episode had Jesse on and uh, and he had some conversations. And I'm going to just say it. I think there was a little bit of chemistry going on back uh, back then because they were talking in code. But I think I deciphered that they had a crush on each other when they were doing their <laughs> dance number. And they're both back in this series. We see Zach. Um, there was a lot of questions. Is Zach in it? Is he not? We know that he's the governor, but are we ever going to see him? Um, we do. Jesse is back. She appears to be maybe a teacher or something. Did you? I forget now. Yeah, I don't know. She's probably like a guidance counselor or a dance instructor. And and AC Slater, he's back too, and he is a teacher. He's a gym teacher. Yeah. I mean, what else would he be doing, really? I mean, he's 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 Slater. He also like uh, has not aged. No, he does not age. That man. That man is that man is beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, the only two who don't seem to be popping up in the trailer, at least, are Screech and Lisa. And I don't know if they will be back. I know there was some controversy. Uh, Dustin Diamond put out a book a while ago and it kind of riled up some feathers. But uh, if you're watching, if you're listening to Zach to the future, it doesn't sound like Mark Paul cares at all. Cause he's like really talking about how much fun Dustin Diamond is and how like he, he's watching the show waiting for people to break character. And he's like, Oh, Dustin was about to break. <laughs> I'm like, he's just having too much fun. I'm definitely going to watch it. It's going to be on Peacock. Yeah, like how does that work for the Canadians? We're going to have to figure it out. Maybe uh, you and I will have to do some sort of fancy screen share of some sort. Uh, the next up on our trailer trash is a a horror movie called Freaky. You've probably seen like ads for this because it's coming out. I think it, ju- it may have just come out by the time you're listening to this. But it stars Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn is a serial killer. And what ends up happening is he has a freaky Friday with a high school girl. And now the high school girl is like, yo, I'm a serial killer in a high school girl's body. Nobody's going to suspect me. Right. Meanwhile, the high school girl is in Vince Vaughn's body. So Vince Vaughn is like, oh, shit. Like, this is awful. And there's a serial killer who tried to kill me. We got to stop the serial killer. And this has the makings of Happy Death Day all over it, doesn't it? It sure does. And for anyone who doesn't know, the director is Christopher Landon, who is the director of Happy Death Day. And this, like, very much seems to be, like, a format that he is, like, going to go in with for a little bit. And I think it's absolutely working for him. See, I don't know if it's going to... I mean, I love this idea the idea is great serial killer i just don't know if it's gonna be enough 
for us because while it's hilarious and it's going to be horrific, we have seen the body swapping a lot over the course of movie making history. So I have faith because you had told me to watch happy death day and I finally did. And my God, I should not have been sleeping on that. I know it's fantastic. I I loved it. And I, I love the lead, so I think we're going to probably see some pretty strong new people in this freaky film as well. Well, Catherine Newton, I mean, she's been on a, on a whole bunch of things, so you probably have already seen her, like, a ton. Yeah, I, I, I mildly recognized her, but I was like, I don't know, maybe. She maybe. was uh, in a lot of Supernatural. I'm just on her IMDb profile. Uh, she's in... But, like, a lot of Supernatural in the last 10 years. That show's been on the air for 15 years. For a bazillion years. years, yeah. I'm not sure when. She was also <laughs> the lead in a Netflix series called The Society, which I watched. Um, How was that? It was really, really good. It was kind of like Lord of the Flies. And then, of course, it got canceled after the first season. But... I enjoyed it. Well, I I think if uh, I'm probably going to watch this one on just on my TV, like I wouldn't uh, even if theaters were open, I don't think I'd rush to theaters to see this. I think it's more like, you know, going to pop up some popcorn at home and watch yeah. it. It looks like a like a like a popcorn chore where uh, if say by the bell had come out in theaters and we could go to theaters, I would gladly go and see that. But again, it's a TV show, so that's not happening. All right, and then the last one that we have is a Christmas movie. It's called Happiest Season, uh, and it is a a story about coming out and staying in, uh, starring Dan Levy, Alison Brie, Mackenzie Davis, and Kristen Stewart. It looks amazing. I I don't don't know what to tell you. This movie looks like... It, it will instantly get on my must-watch every single Christmas. It looks like a blast. Yes, I completely agree. It looks like it's a lot of fun. It's going to be really funny. Dan Levy steals the trailer. And um, you like see like little bits of Aubrey Plaza, but I'm sure she's going to be great when we actually see her in the film. Mackenzie Davis is so charming and delightful. And Kristen Stewart since she has come out like has just like found this confidence that just like makes her a joy to watch and i did you watch underwater no so it's a sci-fi horror movie with uh with kristen Stewart, and like i i didn't finish it i it's not that i didn't like it or anything like that. I watched the first five minutes of the movie and it was so intense that I'm like, Ooh, Ooh, I, I need to watch this a different time. Cause I'm just not there yet. Um, but Kristen Stewart has been picking such great roles. And I really genuinely think that this is kind of a perfect mainstream look for her Yes, a little bit. It actually like, like, cause she is, she does have the star power to be mainstream and she should be doing mainstream films. You know, she's so talented. She deserves to make the big bucks and you got to do the mainstream films for this. And, um, but this doesn't seem disingenuous with who she is and it doesn't seem to like, like it's a, it's a movie that I think is warm and cuddly and she'll be proud of for years to come. And if we're leaving you in the dark at all about this one, here's the premise. You got a a loving couple. Kristen Stewart wants to propose to her girlfriend. They go home to meet her family for the holidays. And 
they don't know that their daughter is gay. So Kristen Stewart finds this out when they sort of get there and now is just a friend who was orphaned and has nowhere to spend Christmas. Really, really, really funny setup for a Christmas comedy. But also it looks like, you know, some really big questions about how you can't force someone to come out. It is a difficult decision and it's not that they don't want to be with you or don't love you. It's just very difficult to do. And uh, it looks like it's going to have some of those big questions, but also a lot of comedy. When Dan Levy shows up, Dan Levy is supposed to be the boyfriend to Kristen Stewart's lesbian character. And I, it's going to be pretty great. Think shit's Creek, but he has to try to act straight and he's going to be that. He pretty much is that character from Shit's Creek in this film trailer, at least. Yeah. Oh, and do you know who the director is to this movie? Because I think that's pretty, pretty awesome. Hit me. Clea Duvall, who was in The Faculty. She was like the kind of angry one from The Faculty. Yeah, she was Skylar. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a lot. So this is really cool. So this is... She's been producing, maybe writing, doing some directing. This is uh, this is going to be great. Do you know if, uh, I don't know if you've seen, maybe I'll take a peek if this is her debut. Six credits as a director. Also, if, if the faculty reference is over your head, there's a film called She's All That. And Rachel Lee Cook paints a clown face on Clea Duvall in that film. Oh, and she's also from But I'm a Cheerleader, which is like super cult. Oh, yes. Very cult. Very, very good, though. I think. I think I've seen that movie. It's good. It's now good. I'm, now you got me. But, like, it's divisive. Now you got me second guessing. There's a lot of people who don't like it, and I kind of get why, because it's not a perfect movie. But at the same time, I think it's a good one. Well, I think Happiest Season could be a perfect Christmas comedy. Honestly. And you know how much I like a good, like, mature R-rated Christmas comedy. So I didn't take note of when it comes out, but if it came out before December, would you watch it before December? Like when can you watch a Christmas movie for the first time? Oh, I watched, uh, I watched a Christmas movie yesterday. Okay. So November, no, I'm in November is the in. season. Absolutely. And I will recommend if you're looking for something that is Christmas adjacent, Get on Netflix and watch Holiday. Do not sit or sleep on this film because Holiday is so different than I expected. It is raunchy. It's rated R. There's a lot of F-bombs. There's what? a lot of drugs. Uh, there is a lot of drinking and it doesn't just take place on Christmas. It's hooking up for every holiday of the year. So you get Valentine's, St. Patrick's. Arbor Day, like every holiday of the year is when they hang out. And Emily, uh, Emma Roberts and the Australian dude, I can't remember his name, play beautifully off each other. It's a great Christmas comedy. Rated R. Don't sleep on it. It's not what you think. She, she makes good choices. You're absolutely right. Next week, we have a pretty fun uh, picture for us to, to watch. It's a political satire comedy called In the Loop from 2009. Uh, 
you know, things are pretty political right now with the president not accepting the fact that he has lost the election. Uh, so I thought, you know, let's watch a political satire. Sounds fun. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. And it's one we both haven't seen. So uh, always like watching something and put, putting something on that we've never seen before. And that's the show. Thanks for listening and be sure to tune in again next time. If you want to help us support the show, please hop onto your favorite podcast service. Click subscribe and give us a rating or review. Our intro song comes from bensound.com and we encourage you to check out all our show notes for more information about our music, our talented voice actors, and sound effects. Jay and I love hearing from you, so we built a website, morethanmovies.net. And in case you hate websites, you can email us at hello at morethanmovies.net. Find us on Facebook slash morethanmoviespodcast. Or catch either one of us on Twitter. I'm at Jester J. I'm at It's Ivana. Thanks again for spending some time with us. And we'll be back again soon with an all new commercial free episode. Until next time, friends. Do more. And watch more. Watch more.